morning, Chair City Church. Good morning, friends. I'm glad you joined us today. So this past week, we sent out a survey. I believe it might have been Monday or Tuesday. You would see it in your email. If it's not there, check your junk mail. If you haven't gotten it, contact uh, Karen Murphy, km at chaircitychurch.com. And in this survey, survey, we asked a question, how are you doing? Now, some of you said, it kind of was, I'm going to break it out, round it up into thirds. About a third said, you know, I'm, I'm doing really, in a sense, better than ever, meaning my family, we're closer than we've ever been before. Some of you said, well, we're in the same place we were when the COVID-19 crisis began. And, and about a third, well, you had recognized there's some additional tension and difficulty uh, to different degrees, maybe a lot since the crisis began. Now, I wanted to ask that question in this survey and in such a way because I've come to find that many people who are not okay are conditioned when they're asked how they are doing to say, I'm okay. Now, we have a saying here at Chair City Church, it's okay not to be okay, and we really mean that. Now, last week I talked about praise this week, I want to share about Thanksgiving. And you're thinking, come on, Dave, really? In the midst of all the chaos and the crisis, the loss, the confusion, the uncertainty, you want to talk about Thanksgiving? Absolutely. You see, praise is recognizing God for who he is. And Thanksgiving remembers what God has done in our lives and what God is doing in our lives right now. God is doing something great. I really do believe that. You see, the first thought that comes to mind is to recall what God has done for us through Jesus Christ, to remember what God has done for us in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and the provision of you and I to have eternal life. You see, the Bible says that while we were still sitting, Jesus Christ died for us. God did this for everyone. I want to remember that. You want to remember that right now. Now, now there are things that we're thankful for, for God like that, meaning things he's done for all the world. And then there are things that God has done especially for us that we can be thankful for. We can look at our lives and realize that God has mercifully and graciously reached down and touched our lives. We can remember what God has done for us. And, and in, in doing that, we acknowledge God. And then our hearts are warmed towards God. Whereas if we are indifferent to God and distant from God, then we are not in a place of adoration or worship or recognizing God. And then it's very difficult to be thankful to God. Now, if that's where you're at right now, this indifferent to God and disconnected from God, perhaps you are in a place of self-reliance, meaning you're likely excessively focused on yourself and your problems, your issues, your lacking, your perceived insufficiencies. And you're not able to recall all the things that God has done for you, recognize the things he's doing for you. Huh? Meaning you're not able to recognize things that God has done for you that you could not do for yourself. We want to see the magnificence of God this morning in our lives. 
He is an awesome, magnificent God. You see, Thanksgiving remembers what God has done. Thanksgiving is focusing on the actions of God in your life. Thanksgiving is God, I can't, but you already have. Thanksgiving facilitates peace with God. Thanksgiving inspires a spiritual closeness with God. Thanksgiving is the gatekeeper of joy. It's a beautiful word, joy. Thanksgiving helps you overcome those feelings that things won't be okay. Thoughts that there's little hope. There's too much going on right now. There's too much that's gone wrong. There's too much missing in my life. All of that, all of those continued and perpetuating thoughts will bring discontentment and discouragement into your life. Thanksgiving breaks through discouragement and discontentment. Discouragement and discontentment, they chip away at your peace. They chip away at your spiritual well-being. Our society is kind of bent on showing you that you've got something missing. You're not enough. You don't have enough. Your kids have to have this. You need that. And all that kind of grows into these self-defeating thoughts. I prayed. I asked God, can I have this? I need that. He didn't answer. Huh? Does God care? Does it matter? Discontentment can develop into discouragement and it can damage your life, meaning it could cloud relationships. Discontentment and discouragement will rob you of joy in your life. Joy is critical for your relationship with God. Discontentment and discouragement will send you searching for something to fill the void that's created by the absence of joy. And yet Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving helps produce joy. Thanksgiving is the gatekeeper for joy. You see, all the things you do on the outside to deal with your being discontent and discouraged will fail, will come up short. You need to be thankful from the inside to deal with that discontentment and discouragement, to fend off, to keep at bay that discontentment and discouragement. You see, Thanksgiving brings freedom. Discontentment and discouragement brings bondage. Be thankful in every area of your life. We read in Psalm 100, which is written by King David, and the Bible refers to David as a man after God's heart, and we still read that in, in the Psalms. David struggled with discontentment and discouragement, and he had these really high moments that we admire, and then David had these really low moments that would also that would often result in David messing and mucking things up. And, and, and we see in those high moments David experiencing joy, the joy of the Lord in the Psalms. Psalm 100, David writes, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth, in verse 1. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is good. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. 
Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. We see here that thanksgiving is the gatekeeper of joy. When we give thanks, you're opening yourself up to joy. Enter into the Lord's gates with thanksgiving. Go into the presence of God with thanksgiving. You see, gates usually protect something of value, something of value that's within them. Thanksgiving helps us access the very valuable and beautiful joy, the joy of the Lord. Discontentment and discouragement drains you of joy. Thanksgiving fuels joy. Every day, you must decide which one you will listen to, what voice you will listen to when you think about your life. Will you listen to God, Holy Spirit, speaking into you, revealing to you what God has done in your life, or will you listen to your adversary, your enemy, as he pours thoughts of discouragement and discontentment into your mind? You want a life filled with joy. Now, I'm not talking about happiness. Happiness is uh, it's good. I'd like more happiness than less happiness. Happiness is an emotion. It's a feeling. It's a God-given feeling. But joy is not about emotion. Joy is about presence. Happiness, again, it's, it's more on the temporary side. It's attached more to one's emotions and the moments and the circumstances. So I, I've been thinking about how to make my wife more happier in the midst of this kind of turbulent times and certain times, but added stressful times. And I decided I'm going to do something really very sacrificial. And that is starting this week, I'm going to begin listening to Christmas songs in June, which usually Christy doesn't begin listening to Christmas songs till like around the ending of October, around Halloween. But I know it makes her happy. And, 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 it, and that's connected to how she feels and it's good for her to have a happy moment here and there. But joy is not initiated in your emotions. Joy begins in our spirit. Happiness is rooted in your circumstances. Joy is rooted in your identity. It's, it's who you are. It's the core of your being. You can be joyful whether or not you're happy. I want you to, to pause and to get that truth. It's a spiritual truth that you can be unhappy and filled with joy. Because happiness is the circumstance. Happiness is the emotion. But joy is your soul. It's the core of your being. Remember, you're a spiritual being. You're not a material being. Having joy in all seasons of life is a sign that your soul is well. And your relationship with God is strong. You can have a life filled with joy. And that joy is fueled by thanksgiving to God. When you say everything is okay and it's not, you need to know that it's okay not to be okay and you can still have joy and not be okay. You want to grow joy through thanksgiving. And one way to do that is remembering. Remembering. When we remember what God has done, we're growing joy through thanksgiving. Psalm 103 verses 1 through 2 says, Praise the Lord my soul, all my inmost being, praise his 
holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Forget not. So if thanksgiving remembers what God has done, then if we are not intentionally thankful, then we would therefore forget what God has done and not see what he's doing. You know, throughout the Bible, there's a lot of commands from God to us. The most frequent command, what God calls us to more than anything else, is to remember. And I think God calls us to remember what he has done and who he is because he knows our minds drift towards the negative. It's true for all of us. It's a human condition. If something bad happens, we seem to draw more of it than the good. It's our flesh. It's our natural way of being. Our spiritual way is different. It's superior. That's why we want to lean that way. We want to feed the spiritual part of us. So someone gives you a complaint, not just someone, several people give you a complaint, and then one person kind of criticizes you, insults you, and yet that weighs more than all the other positive words you heard from that group of people. And communications, or those skilled in the art of communicating to large groups of people, have figured this out. And you'll see it during political campaigns, where you see a lot of negative ads against a candidate that one is competing against. And that's because they know the negative sticks more than the positive. Studies have shown that negative things, events, have a longer-lasting effect on your brain. Your brain is biased towards the negative or what you perceive as negative. Now, knowing this, even more so, you want to cultivate thanksgiving in your life as a way of life by remembering all that God has done, by being intentional and pushing past all that negativity and remembering what God has done and recognizing his activity, his present activity in your life. Practice thanksgiving. Renee Brown says this, I will practice gratitude to access joy. Practice thanksgiving. What does that look like? Well, I've encouraged some of you before to write down what you're thankful for. That's practicing thanksgiving. There are planners out there today where they have space each day where you could write down what you're thankful for. These aren't even necessarily spiritual planners or Christian planners, because even those that are, don't believe in God have recognized the power of thanksgiving. And of course, that really, from my estimation, is so much less than thanking God. We're thankful to our Lord. We're thankful to God. And this is, this is how we access true joy, not just accessing happiness or, or making the moment a little bit easy to deal with. No, we're, we're going deep. We want joy. So write down what you're thankful for. Maybe before you get out of bed, you just have that routine. I'm going to just lay here and just thank God. And I'm going to specifically call out things and thank God for them. Maybe you want to go out with a, a friend, a spouse, a child, and just, and just sit there and speak to them about what you're thankful for. Last night, I went out with Christy. I was I was really tired. I mean, we are in the latter part of uh, 
constructing or, or, or putting up a used pool that we purchased a couple of weeks ago. It's a project, and I'm grateful to have as many friends and family to help me. But I, as tired as I was, during, I, during the day, I was really in my mind imagining what it would look like. I, I'm being deeply sincere here. This is how I roll. With all that's happening, with all that's going on, I'm like, okay, I'm now going to put into this brain of mine the image of me sitting before my wife later tonight and just speaking thoughts of thanksgiving, just expressing thanksgiving, of telling her what I'm thankful for. And I did that. I wanted to take her out. I wanted to disconnect from all the environments. I wanted to just sit there alone with her and tell her what I'm thankful for. And, and you see, I did that. And, and there are things I can share with her that apply to me and to you and to all of us universally, equally. And that is that I'm thankful for God's love of my life. I'm thankful for his grace. I'm thankful for Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. And I'm thankful for eternity. Yeah, I, I say such things. because I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful that God... He didn't leave me, and he didn't forsake me. And that same applies to every single one of you. But then I looked into my wife's eyes, and I told her, I'm thankful for her. As a Christian, I thank God for you. I thank God for the wife you've been to me. I thank God for the mother you are to my children. I thank God for you. I'm thankful for my kids. I am. I'm thankful for the, the tender spirit they have, for the good human beings they are. And, they, and I thank God. You know, I just want to say we have raised our children to love people, to love God first, love family, love people, love to learn. We are intentional about that. We teach them to love people and value people who are different from them. We're very intentional about that. And, and, and we have our way of doing this. One of the ways, and I might have mentioned it to some of you before, is that as they were coming up, probably up until about maybe four or five years ago, where it kind of just became too hard to navigate, we would not allow, meaning we did not teach our children to refer another person by the color of their skin or their race. So if they saw a boy who is, as what many of you might say, is black playing over there, and there was a handful of, say, white kids and maybe Hispanic kids, and they wanted to, you know, call attention to that boy, let's, they wouldn't say, oh, uh, the black boy or the black girl or the black guy. We taught them not to do that. We taught them to say, oh, the the young man in the green shirt or, 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 the, or the kid holding the basketball. We intentionally brought them up to have not recognize people by their race or by their color, but to look at them as children of God, people of God, and to find value in them, not to just think they matter or just not to turn around and, and just think they should be nice to them or tolerate them or, or be okay with them, but to find value in them, to see them as human beings, created in the image of God, and to value them. And I thank God that my kids are living that out. And they're imperfect, they're sinful, 
but truly this is one area of their life that they seem to get down really, really well. I'm thankful for Chair City Church. What an incredible community of people to hear the way you are helping each other, caring for each other, to see how you are moving through this crisis, to, to know firsthand of your generosity and your giving and, and what's happening behind the scenes here. And, and as we're preparing now to move forward, to go from a place of stability to resiliency, I am so thankful to be your pastor. I'm thankful. And I did. I, I went down the line speaking this out loud to Christy, not to the extent that I'm sharing with you right now. It was briefer but pointed. I told her I was thankful to be with her right there in that moment in Worcester, sharing a good meal and having intimacy with such a beautiful person that she was. There's so much for me to be thankful for. There's so much for you to be thankful for. And in that moment, as I'm sitting there thanking God and being thankful, man, this world's got nothing on me. And I'm being strengthened, not weakened. John Piper says, God is always doing 10,000 things in your life. And you are usually aware of three or four of them. The good preacher, John Piper. You want to grow joy through thanksgiving by remembering. And you want to grow joy through thanksgiving by returning. Thanksgiving points you towards God. Psalm 100, verse 3 says, Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. You see, David knew he needed God. He knew he needed to acknowledge God for who he was, to see God in the right way so that he could access joy. When we get our perspective disconnected from acknowledging God, this contentment and discouragement creeps in. It's, they're only a stone's throw away. Remember Charlie Brown? Uh, there's a character, a comic book strip, where it plays out a story of Charlie Brown walking along, and he finds a penny, and, and, and he picks it up, and he's in despair. Like, he's depressed that it's a penny and not a nickel. And he's like, how come other people find nickels, but I get a penny, right? And then Lucy comes along, and she's like, wow, Charlie Brown found a penny. How come I don't find a penny? How come other people get that stuff and it happens to them and not me? And I'm paraphrasing. You see, discontentment moves you towards frustration, towards what you don't have, how things aren't going your way. Most things aren't good enough or only good enough for a very short period of time. And when you're thinking this way, you miss the better things of life. You certainly miss the smaller Things in life, meaning these small blessings that God is pouring into your life. But being thankful turns you, adjusts your perspective to recognize God in those small things, to help your perspective move, move towards a place where you can access joy for your soul. You see, the value of the penny didn't change from Charlie Brown to Lucy. It was their perspective of the penny that changed. Our perspective will determine how much we value and don't value things in our lives. The key to joy is not getting what you don't have, is not getting what you're looking for. 
The key to joy is a renewed perspective on what you already have in life. A renewed perspective of God's power, of his grace, of his mercy, of his love. A renewed perspective of what God is doing in your life right now. God is good. He works all things for the good of his purpose. So God is doing something good right now in your life. I teach my children to be thankful. It's a significant part of their relationship with God. If you've ever listened when I pray, you'll almost always hear me use the word thanksgiving and be thankful to God in my prayers. If you've seen or if you've been present when I've, if I visited you in the hospital with my children with me, which, and I do that from time to time, and you've uh, had them pray for you, and they'll have sort of way they'll go about it is they'll each one take turns praying for a person, you'll hear one or maybe two of them and this is just by, you know, it's just something that happens naturally. It's not scripted, but they'll call out thanksgiving to God. They'll recognize God in that way, thanking him. They'll, they'll invite the power and the comfort of thanksgiving and the joy of thanksgiving into that room. And they do that because they know it's powerful. They know it's meaningful. They know by doing that, they're fixing their hearts and minds on God. They're bringing the whole moment to God and who he is, not who they are. God is good, and he's doing something good. Do you believe that? How does your mind work? Does not having something or not being able to fix something, does that weigh on you and carry more weight in your mind and heart than what God is doing and what God has done? Listen, it's a difficult time. It's a difficult time for some of you, maybe some of your loved ones, some of your friends, and that's a weight to carry. It's a difficult time for our nation, for our state. It's frustrating. I don't know many people right now who aren't navigating some degree of frustration. And, and when we're frustrated, it's like, why is this happening? We're searching for reason. But I want to encourage you today, instead of searching and looking for reason, look for redemption. It's easy to look for reason. In all of this, what's the reason? But today I want you to say, no, I want to look for redemption. I know that my God is a redeeming God and that he's going to redeem all of this pain and all of this suffering, all of the loss for his glory. He's going to bring beauty from the ashes. Let's read Psalm 103. Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. David is speaking into his own soul now. He's talking to himself. He's challenging himself to praise God, to recognize God, to return to God, to be thankful to God. Do you talk to yourself? I talk to myself more than I talk to anyone else. Here in the Psalms, David's remembering God. David is returning to God. He's putting things in the right perspective. These feelings that he has of discontentment and discouragement. He's now turning to God for who he is, for who God is, and what God does. 
What does that look like in your life? What does that conversation look like in your life? I'm talking about the conversation that David was having within himself. What would that conversation look like if you had the same one within yourself? Maybe it could look like, or maybe it should look like this. I've made a terrible decision or a mistake. I've really messed up, but God forgives me and God loves me. My health is not well, but God heals all diseases, either in this life or on the other side in eternity, where there's no more pain and no more tears. I'm alone. God is with me. My life isn't worth much. Psalm 103 says, He, God, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. You see? God is for your joy. Thanksgiving and joy, they are not tied to circumstances, but they are tied to your soul. And you can grow thanksgiving from joy, from remembering what God has done, from recalling what he's, and recalling what he's doing and returning to God. Today is a great moment. It's your moment to return to God. To turn to God. The first step in doing that is to deeply believe and trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. In Jesus' death on the cross, in his life and in his magnificent resurrection from the grave. To know that he did that so that your sins, my sins, could be forgiven. Meaning these times when we did not remember who God was. We did not recall what God was doing. We fixed our hearts and our minds on the negative things in this world and within us, and it affected us terribly, and it caused us to choose a path apart from God, to pursue a desire or a goal that was indifferent and in disobedience to God. It did not honor God, but today, right now, you honor God with your heart and with your soul. You believe that because of Jesus' death and resurrection, that your sins are forgiven and death is defeated in your life. And in this moment, realizing that, you are thankful. You are thankful to God. We are thankful to God for salvation. And you have joy. And we share that joy with you, knowing that you have eternal life because you believe in Jesus Christ. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you, God. Now, if this is the place that you have arrived in your heart and mind, if you join me and embrace the words I was sharing with you, then you've come to a place of following Jesus. And, 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 and you want to say this prayer to make it to really bring this to a moment, a conversation between you and God. You want to say these words from yourself to God. God, I need you. Today I turn to you. I'm thankful for your love and for what Jesus did on the cross for me. I want the joy of the Lord in my life. I want the joy of the Lord in my soul. Today I trust in Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Amen. If you said that prayer, you've begun a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Praise God. 
thank God. And if you've come to this place, at the bottom of the screen, you'll see a link or a text number. Access either one of those. It'll bring you to a form. And, and what you're doing there is just very sort of kind of simply letting us know about your decision, about the trajectory that you're taking your life, about what God is doing in your life. And we just want to be aware of that so we can be thankful that we can share in your joy and we'll send you out a special package uh, to help support the decision you've made. If you're joining us for the first time, again, go down and access one of those links or text the number to grab a form and complete it so we can send you out that first-time guest package and so that you can get some critical information that we're putting out in the coming days, maybe a week. Now, whatever, it, you know, it is that's not okay. It might be real. It, it might not be. It might just be a perspective, and maybe you can't change it. But isn't it better to walk through all of that not okay with thanksgiving and joy than without it? Right now, you, you can begin to lift up those things in your life that you're struggling with. Lift them up before God and be thankful to God for who he is. You can speak to yourself from a place of, of returning to God and remembering what God has done. You can profess thanksgiving out loud to your God and be strengthened and be uplifted and be filled with joy. You, you can just sense yourself, even right now in the moment, growing into a joyful person. What would that look like in your relationships, in your life? Growing into a joyful person, overcoming discontentment, overcoming discouragement, overcoming anxiety and anxiousness. A person that's overcoming what's not okay in their life. I miss you. I'm praying for you. I am thankful for all that you're doing. You are an awesome church. Thank you for your kind words, for your cards. Thank you for your generous giving. I miss you deeply. To God be the glory.